Welcome everyone to another episode of the Strong Tower Podcast. Today's guest happens to be one of my good friends. His name is Josh Henson. Uh, we grew up, we're actually in a band together for a little bit. And he went on to do uh, many different things with music, being the drummer in many different bands. And you actually probably, possibly might hear something coming up with me and him, something that we'll put together. But here he is, guys, Josh Henson. man just been working a lot yeah been working a lot trying to keep up with i don't know trying to i guess get back into writing music and stuff again and yeah because that's what i want to ask you about like if you're still like into doing that yeah i mean so i enjoy doing it and i always enjoy doing it you know i've been i mean i've been playing drums since i was i don't know 11 years old and in general I've always had an infatuation just with music in general you know I love the process of writing it and then hearing the end result you know what I mean like the process of creating it is like the I don't know it's like the whole journey to make this end result you know but uh I haven't been as consistent with it lately as I would have as I would like to be right because you're like with that kind of stuff I mean it's the same with me like um even with the stuff I do now Sometimes you find where like kind of life gets in the way, you know, but I've learned to kind of make it a part of my life mm-hmm. rather than like don't let work be the end all be all. You know what I mean? And I think uh, and I try to tell people at work that because they're always talking about working and stuff like that. And I'm like, don't let work be your life. You know, it's just something that you need to make money. But then after that, don't bring it home with you. Don't worry about it outside. You know, and then work your way around finding stuff to do something that you love mm-hmm. because that that's what makes your life worth living. If you're just living your life to go to work and pay bills, that's not that's not anything to do. Yeah, I've had to kind of uh, get used to that separation, you know, like leaving mm-hmm. everything at work. It's rough. I mean, I work four days a week, yeah. you know, so in an essence, you know, three days off is fantastic, you yeah. know, but at the same time. When I'm at work, it's like I have a time I go in, which is around one o'clock. So, and then I never know when I'm leaving. So I'm right. working, you know, anywhere from ten to sixteen hours a day. So right. it's those four days a week. It's very difficult to do anything else except for, you know, go to work, come home, sleep. So I feel as though you know someone working like a five eight schedule or something mm-hmm. like that. It's like you know you get off in the evening. You know when you're getting done. You have time to do other things. It's like I have no time to do anything right. those four days. So. Yeah. Level like three days a week, and then it's like, you know, we're getting like stuff done around the house, mm-hmm. you know, we're getting errands done, and then still doing other things that I enjoy to do, you know. Yeah. But the music hasn't been as consistent, like I said. Um, I don't know. So, but I've been like writing a little bit on the computer, like yeah. using, I have like a keyboard, so yeah. it's like a MIDI board, so I can like punch in all this stuff instead right. of actually like you know, having the whole band together. It's like, that's fun too, you know, oh, yeah. just like a little bit of fun creating right. Making your own own thing and you don't have to worry about having other people there. Mm-hmm. You know, that's always something like I wish I could do because that's why I was working on the garage band thing, you know, because um, I never really thought you could, because I can't, I don't play any instruments. I don't, all I know how to do is scream, you know? Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay. Yeah, from back in the day. So yeah, <laughs> so that's all I know how to do. And 
so I was like, how can I do something myself? You know, because that's all I can do. I can't play any instruments or anything. So after listening to the guy I told you to listen to, you know, I was yeah, like, oh my, what was his name again? Uh, Rob Bailey. And his boy, his nickname's like the Hustle Standard. That's what it was, Rob Bailey and the Hustle Standard. Yeah. yeah. And so he's very musically gifted, like the Hustle Standard. Mm-hmm. And then Rob just yells, you know. So when I listened to them, I was like, yo, if I could just like have like a beat and just like write something and yell to it or mm-hmm. whatever, uh, then I can actually make my own thing. You know, so I think listening to him kind of really opened that uh, kind of like tunnel for me to do that. Yeah. You know, because I didn't know that could be done. And I was like, hey, I could try and figure something out. Yeah, like you, you know? don't have to physically play like, you know, a drum set, like, you know, all mic'd up to make exactly. the beats and stuff. Exactly. You know? That's why it's so cool. It's like literally if you kind of have in your head how you want to do it. It's just, you know, you just have the keyboard and you literally just are figuring out what keys make what sounds and you just literally hit whatever you want, yeah. you know, and as as it's recording. Right. You know, it makes it a lot easier. And it, and it's fun, too, because if you don't like it, you don't have to start the whole thing over, you know, and do it or right. you know, any of that. It's just, you know, you have everything right there on the keyboard. It's just a lot easier. But, yeah, so in general, I kind of hit a spot with the music because, I mean... You know, like, I've been in and out of bands. I mean, I've been with, like, I'm not in and out. Like, you know, I can't keep, like, myself in one. I just, you know, I've been in a few different ones over the years. And it's, you know, been with a a few different groups of people. Um, You know, my interests have changed Mm -hmm. in general just with, I guess, my taste and, like, what I'm passionate about creating and stuff music-wise. And I guess, like, the last group I was with... uh, the artisan yeah you know everything was great with that like i did love you know playing music with them and everything mm-hmm. and i still do sometimes like i have a drum set set up in jersey with yeah. them and we'll do it like well we had like a once a week thing just for fun or yeah. once every other week i mean and uh you know now it's just like it'll be every other week or just whenever we can all get together for fun yeah i think when we were doing it before it got i don't know i think there was just to me it became i guess a lot less fun like More work I, it felt like more work, right. you know, which is fine, you know, because I understand, especially when you're trying to achieve a higher level, like in yeah. any kind of industry, eventually I feel as though that passion that you have and, you know, what you're, what you've always viewed as like a fun hobby, once it starts becoming something that you're constantly, constantly, constantly doing and it's starting, like sometimes it's like you're playing, you know, different things like you don't really want to play, you right. know, or you go, you know, just on a different situations, it starts to feel more like work, you know, right. the fun kind of starts to get taken out of it. Right. Because now you're viewing it as I have to go do this. I have to go do this mm-hmm. instead of it being like, I want to go do this. You right. Know? Yeah. Because that band, um, that was probably your, like your best chance to really do anything with music. Right. With, with that band. Yeah, I think so. I think also within myself, I think with situations like that, it's, it's not that I'm, some situations, I guess, in my life, like, I'll take risk with, you know. Yeah. I'll take risk, put my foot out there, and see what happens. But I have a hard problem going, like, both feet in, right, you know, right. with, with some things. Like, I guess I have a easier time taking risk in my head if I know, like, if, if this falls through, I can still grab the shore and pull myself back right, up. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? It just with some situations. I know some people are, you know, both feet in. They'll just, they'll go for it. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Those are the people that really achieve a lot, I feel like. Right. You know, or they fail, but then they get back up and do it again. Yeah. Um, sometimes I just have a hard time doing that, you know, mm-hmm. just given my complete all, you know. So, like, with that, 
you know, back in the day, had I have been like, you know, I, which I don't know if it ever even would have came to this completely like torn all the time and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't know. I guess at that point I have, you know, things that I have to like pay for, you know what I mean? We grow up, we have bills, stuff yeah. like that. So then you start thinking, you know, like, well, you know, if I start doing this, I'm not going to be able to keep this job I have. And then, you know, even if I got just some whatever job, mm-hmm. you know, like some minimum wage job, whatever, it's like, I can't make you just maintain what I have, you know, like, right. it's never been a goal of mine, like with music to, I don't have to be rich and, you know, whatever, but it yeah. would be cool. So, you know, at some point or, you know, even when I was doing it consistently just to be able to maintain what I have, you know, I never, I never, yeah. And it's like, I never looked at it as like, let me do this to get rich. Let me do this to make a lot of money. But at the same time, I do still have some responsibilities, you know, that I have to just, like I said, be able to maintain and live, you know? But, um, I don't know. Like I've always loved like metal music and metal core and stuff like that, which obviously that was what the whole band was, you know, surround. That's Mm -hmm. the music we made. Um, but I don't know. I feel like times are starting to change. Mm-hmm. You know, it's when you look at the music industry, I'm not saying there isn't a market right. for metalcore anymore, but I feel as though like back, you know, back in 2007, 2008, 2009, like when the Harmony Grange was like popping. Exactly. You know? Like I feel like that was really the time when everything was booming like that. And I feel as though the music scene as a general is kind of, you know, yeah. just making a move, you know, things change over time. So I, you know, getting involved, I feel like in that, which everything is marketing, you mm-hmm. know, marketing and, uh, they're just building a fan base in general. So anything can be successful, right. you know, but I don't, in my mind, I'm not sure if that was going to be like, what was for me, you yeah. know? Right. But like what, um, cause I, I see it similar as like what I do now. Like I have this and then I'm also like building a business, but I also, know that uh but i can do this with having a full-time job Mm. you know whereas i think in a band i think that would take more time rather than so you couldn't really do both right so i can do both i guess my the work schedule that i've had for years it has been like in the evening because then you gotta go by other guys schedules too you know so that's yeah well and and, you know a lot of times too like when you're even just like doing weekend stuff it's always fridays and saturdays are like the days to do things which i work both of those nights like always right so i guess it is partially you know my fault too i could have probably gotten a day shift job or something so it freed up the evenings for me were you the first one to leave that band or no, so I, I'm really, I'm still really good friends with all of them, by the way. Okay, you know, right, and I right. still, like I said, I still jam with them and stuff. Like, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. and I, we have a whole CD that we wrote. It just hasn't been released yet, okay. but I think it, that is on the plans yeah, to do yeah. that. Um, but no, our so originally, originally there was a bass player that had left. Okay. Um, he wanted to like finish school and stuff like that. Right. I know he was busy. He was going to school. Like, he opened his own like vape shop now and everything. Okay. So he has like a small business and all that, which yeah. is really cool. Um, and then our guitar player, Colin, left as well, but he came back. Okay. Um, but then I just wasn't feeling, I don't know, I have a hard time sometimes contributing to something that right. I don't feel like I'm 100% in on. Yeah, yeah. You know, especially when everyone else is 100% push, push, push. Right. And you're and just kind of really showing feeling, up. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I'm holding everyone else back, you yeah, know yeah. what I mean, from doing and achieving. Because, like, I do genuinely enjoy seeing my friends and other people that I'm close with. Right you know prosper in whatever right. they're doing you know right. i just i enjoy seeing other people be successful you yeah. know so 
I don't I don't want to I didn't want to hold anybody back from that. Like who you know who am I to stop anyone from doing what they want to do? Yeah. So if I'm not 100% in on it and I'm I feel like I'm holding them back, mm-hmm. I feel like the best thing was for me just to take a step out, you know. Yeah. I didn't feel 100% in it, you know, in my head anymore. Right. You know. And it so, was the same thing too even with the band before that, Parallels, mm-hmm. you know. I, I love even hear that one. Parallels? Yeah. The one with uh it was I was in it with Max Max Rakingski and Mike Jacobs and yeah, Nick. I don't even remember that. Yeah, that was that was from Delaware. Okay, but um, that that was a lot of. I mean, I love that too. Yeah. I'm, I'm still cool with them as well. Um, but I just I wasn't 100 percent in it with my headspace anymore either. Right. You know, and I don't I don't know why exactly. I just yeah. like I said, I just I might I may have changed over time. You know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man, and bands are tough because it takes all of you to be in sync. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just you can do something yourself. And be okay, you know. Uh, you have to all be on the same page, and y'all have to all still be having fun and still being doing the same things. And you got travel with each other and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Like it's it's rough. That's yeah. why a lot a lot of bands don't last. You know, I mean, you see some of the greats like Double Worth Prada, Under Oath, all them like so called Christian, oh, <laughs> so called Christian bands. You know what I mean, or whatever. Uh, they try and come back and and now all of a sudden they that's not what their belief is and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff because uh, I feel like they got labeled as that where they didn't want to. Yeah, you know? I, I I agree. You yeah. know, I I think um we'll use Under Earth for an example. Right. Um, who God? Who was the Aaron Aaron Gillespie? Yep. So I think because he had the almost as well, yep. and that was also labeled a Christian band. Mm-hmm. So I think. I don't know. I'm, I don't want to say because I think they all are probably Christians, you know. Right, right, right. But just because I feel like you know, just because you're Christian, like you don't have to necessarily have your band. you know music labeled as that. Right. But I think especially back at the time where they were blowing up, I think that that was just a big you know some of the big labels were pushing the Christian bands and stuff right. like that, such as the Devil Wears Prada, Under Earth, right, and you know whoever else. I feel like that was kind of like a thing that was booming at that time right. too, you know. I don't know why, you know, yeah. it necessarily. I was like, yeah, I was watching a video on it, and then um, I was like, wow, I didn't re- even realize how big, like, so-called, like, Christian bands were back in the early 2000s. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Know? I'm not even I'm not even sure why that all was, like, like, the metal, go- all the yeah. good metal bands were Christian bands. Yeah, they were, yeah. Which is weird, you know. Uh, I think, I mean, For Today has been my favorite band ever since I've heard of them. Yeah. Uh, but now, I mean, since they don't play together anymore or whatever, uh because I think they were truly teaching what they believe, you know, um, and truly helping other people. They mm-hmm. just weren't calling themselves that. And, you know what I mean? A lot of people don't like it. They think it's too preachy and other stuff. And I understand that. That can get annoying for someone that's not um, in that type of thing. But uh, but you just think about Under Oath where uh, their music, it doesn't really show that. You know, show like the the whole show like, their Christian, faith or yeah. all that kind of stuff. You know, mm-hmm. so that's why I always wondered, and also like as I lay dying was labeled a Christian band in the early stages. Yeah, I'm not so sure they. Could that's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying I'm like, uh. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I mean that's weird that uh, they were even labeled as that. But um, but yeah, coming back to the whole under oath thing is now they're like rebranded mm-hmm. you know they kept the same name and all that kind of stuff but i think everyone but aaron kind of went through their own little uh rabbit hole 
Yeah. Whether it was like, they're like, oh, I hate this. I don't want to do this anymore. You know, all that kind of yeah. stuff. And actually, uh, Spencer Chamberlain, the vocalist, yeah. I yeah. played with his band actually he oh, had wow. a band called sleep wave that he was doing which okay. i don't know if he's still doing it or not but when under earth was done yeah he was doing this band sleep wave and i played with them um oh and, shit. It, and which was cool because this is somebody i've you know looked up to you know that band in general under earth yeah. like, i feel like formed me as a musician growing up yeah you know, I, I mean you know we used to play at the youth group like all the under earth songs yeah. and stuff like that um so i guess to play with him on such a small scale because sleep wave the way he put it, like when we were playing with him, because like we, me and Matt Griffin actually chatted with him for a while after uh, I was done playing with him and stuff. And he, the way he kind of put it was like he's, you know, just because of his name, he doesn't get thrown back up on a pedestal just because of his name. You know, exactly. like he was going back through the motions of kind of starting a new project, you know, and, and making an, a name for that band, you know. Yeah. So that that was kind of cool. It's to, funny that you brought that up because I actually have a video. Let's see if I think it's still on my YouTube. Is it the one that you shot like 10 years ago? Dude. The Break of Skies. Oh, God. Yeah, I remember that. It's like one uh, of the. Let me see. That's crazy. Yeah, that was with like Jordan McDowell and all yeah. them, right? And Mark and Matt. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's insane how far everyone's come since then, you know? Dude. So how would you break that down? Did that sound good to you? I mean, <laughs> listening back on it now. Right, right, right. You're like, yeah. It, I feel like it holds a special place in my heart, though. You oh, know? dude, me too. Like, <laughs> like that was my sure. that was my middle school years with all you guys. Yeah, I mean that that for you me know? was like the first group of musicians I ever played with. You know, so to dude. me, like I'll always I'll always love that. You know, even oh, if man. even if it's not you know what people would consider. Like just good. listening to that, like I feel myself like getting into it. Like there's just kind of like this like feel to it. I mean, it's not put together great, you know. But I'm just like, there's something there. Yeah, I mean, that was some you know? of the first stuff I ever played, you know? Yeah. Like, like any band with a you or Jordan in it together would be crazy. You know what I mean? Any, I wouldn't say any band. Well, yeah, maybe not any band, but, you know, like, uh, but you on the drums and Jordan playing guitar, like, because Jordan was an, on, he's a different animal. You know, anything with strings. Mm -hmm. I, it's funny, I tell people the story all the time that we were at camp one time. And, um, <laughs> so all the camps were at colleges, right? And so we were sitting at the bottom of the steps and he brought a ukulele. He was just playing it. And I was like kind of singing mm -hmm. or whatever went before my voice dropped. And, uh, and, uh, there was like this hill, um, across the parking lot and like it was, the sun was setting and everything. Dude, this was like a movie. I'm not even joking. He was playing the ukulele and, we we're just messing around, and the, these girls just walk over the hill. The sun's setting. They're just walking over the hill, and I'm just like, this is weird. Straight out of a movie. Dude, <laughs> you couldn't, like, script that, you know? And there was just all these girls walking over the hill, and they're like, oh, who is that, you know? Mm -hmm. 
And of course they're like, oh, it's Jordan, it's Jordan. And they're like, oh, hi, Ben. I'm like, I feel like the girls always love Jordan. Dude, growing up, because he had know? the hair, he had <laughs> yeah. the hair and everything, man. Yeah. Like, uh, but yeah, man, I've tried to reach out to him a couple times, and he just don't answer. So, now, I haven't heard or spoken with him in yeah. God knows how many years. Yeah, it's been I don't a know. Long time. I'm not sure what he's been doing or if he's still playing music. I uh, heard a couple things about him, but uh, you know, I don't, I don't know everything, so I'm not gonna say anything. But yeah, I mean, I have too, yeah. but it's. It's all what you heard. You yeah, know? exactly. You know, you only hear bits and pieces. You never hear the whole story. So I don't like repeating that kind of stuff. Yeah, same. Because you don't know what's factual, what's exactly. not, you know. So. Exactly. But, you know, I just think about all those times, like, at camps and uh, at the youth group and all that, mm-hmm. you know. At those little, what were they called? Like, Friday night. Thing? First Friday. First Fridays, yeah. yeah. We had those until, like, fights started to happen and stuff. Yeah, but, that was the best. It was like strobe light, dodgeball, dude. playing music. And we were there like night. all night. Yeah. yeah, it's like Halo and that Dance Dance Revolution yep. game all night long. That was cool. Though. Those were the good days. I Those were like. the good you days, know, man. I, looking back now, I feel like that was such a stress-free time. It really to was. Live, you know, it's like I didn't care about anything but like what's the next thing I'm doing? Like what's the next thing I'm doing to look forward yeah. to? You know, it was just it was no stress, no care in the world. It was just living. Exactly. You know? Yeah, man. I mean, it's just. I but it's funny. I actually would rather be an adult. Yeah, I think I would, just because like yeah, you you're stress free, but you're also tied down. You can't really do anything that you want. But when you're a kid, when you're a kid, I mean, you know what I mean. You want to go to the movies, you got to ask permission, yeah. or you have to wait for someone to drive you, or all that other stuff. You know, I just like as an adult, you have the freedom to do what you want. But yeah, you have responsibility. But I'm okay with that. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't mean so. Like, I, I, I like being an adult. Too. Right, right. You know, it is cool. To, I'm know, just saying, I would choose it over being a kid again if I had a choice. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know though. You don't I know. Just, you I, think it would be a kid? I just enjoyed my mindset back yeah, then. Yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah. I, I enjoyed. You know, now it's like have to go to work. You have to pay for this stuff, yeah. and it's like you know, you just you have to do these things. All yeah, these yeah. things. I just, I enjoyed. I guess the. I don't want to say the like free feeling, but it's just you have so much. You thought you had it hard back then, I guess. You know what I right, mean? Right, like right. you're like, oh, my life is horrible. But looking back, it's like, yeah, I was I was living it up. Yeah, you know? I was like, just lazy. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I truthfully was living and doing what I loved to do back then. You know, I was I was playing music every weekend with yeah. people. You know, I was at the Grange every weekend. Yeah. You know, seeing concerts and stuff, hanging out with friends. I was at the mall like every weekend, and then I stopped like. I don't know. When I was younger, I never really liked asking my parents for money ever yeah. for anything. Just because, you know, obviously, well, for one, it could always be like, you know, yeah, I'll give you five bucks or like, no. Yeah, but yeah. I just, I enjoyed making, earning my own money. It's like, I never had to ask for that. You know, like I just take pride in like the money I'm making to go do stuff I want to do. Like right, when right. I'm, you know, 13, 14, like cutting grass and stuff all summer long. Yep. You know, I do that all summer and like save money, you know, and yeah. then I would just have it through the summer, through the winter, and then I would repeat in the spring, you yeah. know, like earn money again doing that, you know, and it was, I mean, that was cool too, yeah. you know, just being able to take that, like what I earn and just go out and hang out and do whatever, you know. Yeah, and that's probably why you pick that over what I pick because I didn't do any of that. I was, <laughs> I was lazy, you know, and... I think I struggled in school so much that it was really stressful. I had so much stress as a kid uh, that now, like, I'm, like, stress-free. You know, I do stressful things, 
but I don't really get too stressed because I know how to compartmentalize it. You know, I know I had to stay, keep my business in one part of my brain and, you know, except when I'm lifting. Mm-hmm. When I try and lift now, since I'm not competing for anything, I'm not trying to do anything different um, or I don't have a goal too much. Uh, there's always certain ideas that pop in my brain while I'm lifting and I'm trying to push them away, but they keep happening. So I'm mm-hmm. like, and especially since I work out of my house, I'm, uh, I'm just like, okay, I got to go upstairs and do this. I got to create this content. I have an idea for this and I have to do this right now. You know? Uh, so you're you're completely like I should just go do this right now. Oh, I'll drop everything. Yeah, if I'm lifting, I'll drop everything. You should just make like voice memos on and your just, phone. So you I don't should get that idea, you know. I should, I mean? or, you just know? Leave, or I just write it down just leave or something on audio recording and you just say it out loud so you don't forget, yeah. you know. I should, but then, like you know, I just want to just go get it done. Yeah, and I, I want to do it. Sometimes stuff hits you, and you're just like in that moment, you're like passionate. And you're like, I just want to go. I, I gotta do this real quick. Exactly. Like I, I've I talked, understand. I've talked to so many people that create content, and they're like, oh, like create it early and then put it out. You know what? I'm like, I try, but the thing is with me is that I get the idea like the morning of mm-hmm. or the day of. You know, that's when it just hits me. I'll just be in the kitchen making my breakfast and an idea hits me. And I'm like, oh, I got to go do that. You know, it never hits me early. So it's just, it's just like, uh, I don't know. I think I try and do that, but I don't know. No, I feel you. I'm just, yeah. When I'm at work, I have like, I'll have like ideas pop into my head. Like I said, for, you know, writing music and stuff on the computer, right. I'll have ideas or like a beat or like a little melody pop in my head. And I mean, I'm on a, I'm on a forklift, you know. It's like I can't just leave that and go write oh, yeah. that. So I'll just pull my phone out and kind of like hum it, you know, or like kind of make the sounds of the beat just so I don't forget it because I will. Oh yeah, I do know? the same thing. I do the same thing. I do that and constantly. um, it's funny the way I write is I never. Have, it's like if you look at my notepad, my lyrics are all over the place because I'm just writing down uh, lines. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I think that'd be a good line. You know what I mean? And I'm just gonna okay. And then after the fact, I'll put them all together, or I'll see what matches. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because sometimes that's all that comes to my brain is a line. You know, I, sometimes I can't get a full verse or full song. Like, in you know what I mean? Yeah, but you can revolve anything around one line. You know? Oh, that's if, true. If yeah, you work of off mean, of it. You know, yeah, like if it's yeah. a line that's you know a very meaningful yeah. phrase or something, mm-hmm. you can build anything. You can build a whole story off of that. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that's what a lot of what I want to create too is more um, something passion based and motivation based because that's how I feel, mm-hmm. you know. Because I'm not, I have this dream and I have this goal in mind, and I know a lot of people have that, and I want to express that by you know. Sometimes I just want to scream it out and I just want to yeah. yell it, you know, and. uh and that's what I want kind of what my lyrics to be is just that. You know what I mean? And have something like like I told you, when you listen to it, you want to run through a wall mm-hmm. because you're so ready to go, you're so pumped up, you're so Yeah, you just want pump you pump me up kind of music, you know? Just yeah. hype. Right. You know, but also hard and heavy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's kind of like a mix mix of the two. Because yeah, that's I the mean, kind of genre that I love. You know, I don't want it I don't I don't want it sounding like Post Malone. Like I like his shit, but that's not what my stuff would sound like. Uh, yeah, I understand what you're saying. You know what I mean? Yeah. It wants, I want that metal vibe, but like with like a beat. 
or yeah, you know I mean, what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean it's cool now yeah, too because yeah. I mean you're doing your own, you know you have your own you know, company and everything that you're running. I mean you could create your own music for everything that you want to do your own promotional stuff and all. And that, that's what I want to do because then I'm gonna worry about copyright stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, that just, stuff sucks. Man. Yeah, man. Even man, anything just, nowadays, which that's a little bit unmotivating too. You know, you have these yeah. ideas like. I always thought drum covers were cool to do. Right. You know, they were they're fun, but yeah. you gotta be so selective now because mm-hmm. even on YouTube, you know, you post something, you give credit underneath that like it's not your music. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It still gets flagged and it's not viewable, yeah. or they just take the song out. Because now of you it. got like a pay for a license uh, yeah. thing and all this other stuff. Like, oh man. Yeah, it just makes the mixing and editing difficult because I mean they give you a whole list like on the YouTube. Like I guess you can kind of edit your stuff on YouTube now. Like they have mm-hmm. a little like platform thing for it, but to edit your whole video and then have to go like you have to go down their list to see what songs they allow you to use and everything which it's a lot but it may not be anything that you want to do you know yeah but you just you have to be careful about what you're selecting yeah it's like tough. I, I had made a video we went to um we went to las vegas mm-hmm. ashley and i and we went to the grand canyon and the yeah. hoover dam and everything and i had made this whole like seven minute video it was just kind of like a little it was like a vlog thing, but we weren't literally talking it. It was yeah. just like the video work right. of like us going through the day and stuff and visiting these different places. And I had a, uh, a Taking Back Sunday song right. that I had I had cut the video to match that song. Yeah, you know? yeah. And it was like two years later, I just I got an email saying like that song's been flagged. It's been taken off my video for yeah. copyright. So now it's, I had to put some stupid whatever that I could get off of YouTube behind it. Nothing matches anymore. And it's yeah. like, I don't know. Yeah. And even though no one, it's really just for me. You know, I know no one's yeah, yeah, yeah. searching to watch that, but for right, me right. now, it's just like nothing matches on it. You know, you yeah. Know I, mean, I mean, now, well, it's also like even if you're, uh, so say you're in the, so in the video, say you're listening to a song in the background, mm-hmm. they'll even flag it for that. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, they will. And it, uh, it's just, it's just getting out of hand, man. These people are getting paid no matter what anyway. Mm-hmm. So why? Yeah, I don't understand. Because to me, it's like, especially if you're giving credit underneath. And if you've posted yeah. something to YouTube with music before, you know, even if you don't post credit, typically, like, YouTube has, like, a filter. And it'll yeah, yeah, still have, it'll like, the album it. underneath and the yeah. song and all that. So it's, like, free advertisement at that point. Right. But I don't know. I, I guess since they're already, you know, the, the record companies and all them are already huge, they don't care about the advertisement, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, somebody like, you know, you or me, like, I would take that free advertisement, especially if you're you know, trying to get the word out. It's like, you're going to use my music, like, and give me credit for it. Like, you know, that's cool. Yeah. Cause you see how many people will ask like, Oh, where'd you find that song? What, who sings that song? Mm -hmm. Who, you know, who does that kind of stuff, you know? But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I've Googled that kind of stuff and they said, easiest way to avoid it is make your own stuff. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's really all you can do. Yeah. You know? So, uh, I mean, that's always been my goal. You know, I mean, it might take us a while to try and like work something out, but who knows? Yeah, I mean, again, you know, like I said before, I can always show yeah. you how to do a little, little bit on the keyboard just to get you started and stuff. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah. GarageBand doesn't have the most extensive library of right, you know, things to use, but you can make it work yeah. for now. You know, yeah, I've tried to figure stuff out, but I need like more time. I need like a day where I can just sit and try and figure it out. Mm-hmm. You know, and really work with it. And uh, because my brother's coming in December, and I would like to use him and his vocals a little bit. Because uh, he has like um, kind of that pop punk voice, mm-hmm. I guess you would say. And I, I really like it, you know. And um, so I would like him to hop on something because I can't really sing. So, yeah, I, I can't really. Yes. <laughs> well, I never really tried. I guess I could always experiment, but that would be something I, you know, I don't want to do it. I think if I was taught correctly, mm-hmm. I probably could. 
because uh, I can always hear something that's there, but then I hear, I'm like, oh, that sounds like shit, you know, um, I've tried to listen to stuff on YouTube and stuff, but it's so different if someone's actually it is teaching you, yeah. and like, even with screaming, I've tried to, because I know mine's not the healthiest way, I've, I've probably screwed up my vocal cords like crazy, so, <laughs> doing it the way I do, uh, so I've tried to listen to that and how to do it correctly, and I still can't, I'm like, oh, this is so irritating, you know, but yeah i don't have much knowledge on the whole vocal thing you know my sister yeah. my sister went to school for all this oh really yeah she sings she uh she sings in a it's like this whole it's like a whole it's a really cool company it's like a wedding like a company that has like wedding bands and stuff oh, okay so she does that she does it all the time oh wow and her band like her company is like huge and she plays all these really cool places and stuff like wow. for weddings and everything but she went to school at university of the arts for for uh I don't know the exact, you know, name yeah, or whatever, yeah. but she went for singing and stuff. Okay. Her voice, so. Did she, I didn't even know she sang. Yeah, she's been singing Did she always do that? Time. Or yeah. wait, did she do that when she started getting older? I mean, I think a little older. I think it was more like high schoolish. Okay. You know, but yeah, she's been, she's been singing for a while, but she's great. Oh, wow. So that's what she does. That's what kind of, I do love, a, I, lo, I love bands with, uh, like metal bands with female singer, with female vocals. Yeah. Yeah, for some reason. I don't know what it is. I'm trying to think of who. Like, Walls of Jericho is, like, the only band I can think of. Yeah. Um, there was this one I heard. I mean, it's not popular. It's not a popular band. But, uh, I don't know. I heard one the other day, and I was like, what? And I think it was just on YouTube. I think she wasn't in the band. I think she was making, like, a, like a cameo. Yeah. But uh, I was like, ooh, I love this. You know, I just love anything someone throws different mm-hmm. into it. Because I think with metal, like, it's so similar. And everyone kind of starts to sound the same a yeah. little bit. Um, once you throw something different in there, like, throw, like, a violin or harmonica, harmonica in there or something like that, you know? Violin's cool. Oh, yeah. Do you remember uh, Yellow Card? Yeah, man. I, I, went, the I went, saw them a couple times, and their violin player is insane. Dude, he's yeah, he's really good. Yeah, man, and it's just you know stuff like that just uh, uh, gets in my brain and just like makes me think, you know, with different um, just adding different things. Now I've heard someone, I've heard a band have a uh, what are those things called the um, the uh, big boxes, and they go in and out. The accordion. Accordion. Yeah, I've yeah. heard that, and it was awful. So, <laughs> so maybe not that, but uh, but definitely like I think like harmonica would sound good, because um, that gives you like the folk mm-hmm. type of you know metal stuff like that. But uh, I don't know. That's the kind of stuff I like. Yeah, it's just all experimenting. I actually we have an I have an accordion actually. Well, I gave, really? I gave it to my sister. Yeah, I bought <laughs> it off one of my friends for like really cheap just to have it. So I was like, how many? You know, how often do you really come across one That's of funny. these? You know, and I, and I had gotten one. I tried it like twice. <laughs> it's very strange, but I mean, it's pretty cool. So when did you start playing the drums? Like when you're? Uh, I think it was like when I was in. I don't know how old you are in fifth grade. 10 years old, 11 years uh, old. I don't know. I do. I don't know. It was, it's funny. The first time. So I had, I had a drum set from when I was like younger. Yeah. It was never opened. It was like given to us from somebody. It was like boxed up for as long as I can remember. Like I yeah. never, never tried playing it. And then the first person I saw play drums that really, I guess, sparked an interest for me. Do you remember David Rojas? Yeah. 
it was he i guess was playing at his church and mm-hmm. he just like came i don't know we were just up in you know the elementary school at newcastle christian or whatever yep and uh he hopped on that um the youth group drum set the one day and just like played a beat mm-hmm. i was like that's really cool so like i went home and that's i guess where i first figured out that like i could pick that stuff up really quick because yeah. like i went home and like just instantly played it yeah you know so i got really good at learning by ear because i couldn't oh, read wow. music or anything okay you know, so so I learned that, and then that's really what sparked my interest. I was like, you know what? Let me pull this drum set up. You know, set it up and everything. Yeah. I didn't have like a bass drum pedal at first, right, or right. like I was like missing all. So I had like no cymbals. Yeah. You know, I was yeah, just yeah. playing on the drums. But um, I don't know. I just I learned like that, and I got really good at learning by ear. So anything I played, like all the under oath songs and all that, I can never read music for any of that. So I would just listen to the songs a few times, yeah. like, and just learn them from listening to them. That's crazy. And it's just, the more I guess I did that, just the faster I could learn them because I got so used to just keeping, you know, that, I got so good at, I guess, like just embedding that into my memory, you yeah. know, just because that's how I was used to learning. So when did you get into this genre of music to start playing that? The metal? Yeah. Probably when I met Mark. Okay. I think I met Mark right before I met Matt. Because he kind of did the same thing. I don't think he knows how to read music. He just kind of... He might now. I don't know if he does now or not, but yeah, he was the same way at first, yeah. too. I know he well. He would always learn from guitar tabs online, which I would oh, yeah, learn yeah, guitar yeah. like that, too, which isn't really reading music notes, but it just, like... Tells you which string. Yeah, it's, yeah. like, which string, which, which chord, fret, right, and it right. tells you that for the whole song. Yeah, it makes yeah. life so much easier. Right. Actually, I take that back. When I first got into metal music, like, the first time ever, like... So I used to, when I was younger, like I had a Creed CD, you know, like when I was like real young, I went away to camp one year, actually, yeah. uh, the, you know, camp with the youth group or whatever. Right. And Jordan McDowell was there. Yeah. Mark and Matt were not there. It was like Jordan, I think it was, uh, Moran. Well, who, oh, Ben, yeah. Ben Moran. Um, I think your sister was there actually. And a Probably. few other people were there. Yeah. Um, and Jordan McDowell introduced me to Slipknot. Ah, he he yeah, let me use that CD and I I jammed it the entire time we were yeah. gone and I got home and I went and bought that and that's what really opened me up to that yeah. I just I fell in love with it yeah. I never heard that before anything like it really yeah. and then from there that because he was your favorite off. drummer for a while right? yeah. Yeah, What's his name? Jordy? Joey Jordison. Joey Jordison. Which I don't even think he... I don't think he plays with them anymore I think he oh, got really? really sick or something like that and he wasn't yeah. able to Dude, perform anymore <sighs> It was crazy. Yeah, I think I don't know. It was something serious. I don't know if it was really? with like his bones or with like his muscle functions or something. Ugh. I don't know what exactly it was, but I think it was a big deal, and he had to completely step down. That's playing crazy. with them. Yeah, but I think Let's that was see. the first metal band I ever loved. Recently, even I haven't I haven't even really been listening to like a lot of rock and metal lately. I've been listening to a lot more rap, honestly, like rap and hip hop and stuff. But. See, with me, I listen to everything. Yeah, I mean, I do, I you do know? too. You know, like, it's just like, uh, I'm, it's more, I go by feeling, mm-hmm. you know, it's just whatever I'm feeling that day, you know, uh, I listen to a lot of NF. I love NF. Which NF is great. another great version of, he's a Christian, but not a Christian rapper, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Um, a lot of NF, uh, what else do I listen to? Um, I've been listening to Post Malone's new album, I love his new album, Yeah. because it's so different. Uh, yeah, he has the beats and kind of like the rappers in there, but he has one with Ozzy, you know, who all the kids, they were like, people were tweeting like, <laughs> yeah, whoever this Ozzy guy is, like Post Malone really put him on. I'm like, what? Did you see the one with Tony Hawk? Oh my too? gosh. He took a picture no. with Tony Hawk or something and people were saying the same thing. Like, look at Post Malone shining light on the skateboarder or something like that. Like trying to help him make a name for himself. 
Okay, so yeah, it says, um, but he says he's 100% back to health. He was in a crippling, he had a crippling neurological disorder. Okay. Yeah, well, I guess I wasn't crazy. sure exactly what it was, but I know. Transverse, it transverse myelitis caused by inflammation in the spinal cord that affected his legs and back. That's crazy. All those years of rocking, dude. Yeah, man. I don't know what causes that, but yeah, yeah I don't know. No, for me, like you said, like you know, the music is just kind of what you're feeling that day. So I, I feel as though, like in general, there's two different things that kind of pull me in. Like mm-hmm. the actual music itself, like will pull me in. Like you know, so I gravitate to listen to that. Yeah. And then like the word, like in general, like the words. Right. You know, so I, I like um, who have I been listening to? Like I love NF. NF's really good. Yeah. Um, I listen to like Hobson. I don't know if you know Hobson, that. Yep. It's Tech Nine. Yeah. And there's this newer. I don't, I don't think he's like newer, but he's just like not as big as them. Mm-hmm. But his name's Chris Webby. Okay. I, I like him too, but um, I like just the personal shit. You know? You know, yeah, people are yeah. talking about, you know, things that are just relatable to everyone, whether it be, you know, depression, struggles they're going through, yeah. um, you know, if every, like when they've been burnt, you know, mm-hmm. by whether it's you know, family, friends, uh, you know, whoever's in charge of like their business or whatever. Yeah. I, I enjoy listening to stuff like that, you know, mm-hmm. it helps me in general to, to cope with, you know, if I'm feeling a certain way about something or whatever, it's just, I enjoy listening to that kind of stuff, you know? Oh, definitely. And even music, like... I don't know, it's hard to explain like explain some music has i guess to me more of a i guess like depressing sound to it yeah you know what i mean like it's not like go happy music it's mm-hmm. just it's more like mellowed out and like the notes that they're playing are kind yeah. of like in an order that i guess sounds like more of like a i don't know the music i guess sounds i don't i don't, I don't use like you know bad terms i, I like right, right. I like i almost like music sounds like negative or depressing but like it's just the notes coming in order that kind of you know register like right that in my yeah, head. yeah and i like listening to stuff like that yeah too, you know yeah man i mean i like uh it's funny because like i'll be listening to something and someone say oh why are you listening to angry music i'm like it sounds angry but if you listen to the lyrics it's very uplifting mm-hmm. and you know it gets you going it's motivating yeah. and stuff i like that kind of stuff where people think it's angry i'm like i could go to sleep to this i could fall asleep you know because it's just soothing to me you know when someone's screaming in my ear yeah. you know and it's funny because me and my wife are a little bit different she's very uh lyric based you know she loves uh a song or something like when i say i love a song it's the whole song in general yeah you know the way it's put together, the the instruments and all everything, because uh, the lyrics um, sometimes, most of the time, don't mean anything to me. You know, unless it's like something I'm really uh, feeling. Mm-hmm. You know, something that really hits me in the heart or something like that. You know, but sometimes I, I could listen to like Slipknot or Guar or something. You know. <laughs> And they could be talking about killing someone, you know. And I'm not really listening to the lyrics. Uh, who's that one? Um, Demu Borgir or something like that. You ever hear them? No. Uh, they were talking about like cutting Jesus's head off or whatever. And but I didn't listen to the. I wasn't paying attention to the lyrics until I actually looked them up. Mm-hmm. You know, I was more listening to. Uh, the, how they started the song and how they went through it in the drums and the mm-hmm. guitars and just the different uh they had like a game of thrones kind of sound i guess like an old time uh like someone's about to um 
what do they call those ones where they're coming at each other with a on a horse and they have the Not thing jousting joust yeah like yeah. someone's about to joust they have that kind of like music i don't mm-hmm. know that's what it just seemed like to me I feel like that's how Whitechapel is but, too. Which yeah, I, yeah. I loved Whitechapel. Oh, I love Whitechapel too. But their yeah, music man. is like really aggressive. You it know? Is. I loved. It's dark I loved their and music. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But they were the same way with their lyrics back in the day too. I, I don't know if they've relaxed with them a little bit, but like some of their older CDs yeah. are like real, real crazy lyrically. Yeah. One time know? we uh, <laughs> so at my grandma's house, she has Alexa and Alexa, right? Mm-hmm. So we were just uh, so we were at dinner. And uh, I think we were like joking around about music or whatever. And I was like, Alexa, play uh, Entombment of the Machine. And it started playing that. And you know the part like, it does that high pitch screen. And everyone just looks at me like, what do you listen to? I was like, I love this. And me and my brother were like, yeah. You know, like that stuff just, I just, I don't know. I just love it. I don't know what it, what about it. Um, I love maybe because it's so different. I love things that are different. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes when it when everything kind of meshes together and it's too much the same, it kind of gets old for me. Yeah, which honestly, a lot of it was like that for a while. Yeah, yeah. and know? I'm like that about everything, not yeah. just music. You know, and I've oh, I think I've always been that way. You know, uh, like at Newcastle, uh, we all tried to have long hair and stuff. So finally, when I left Newcastle, I was able to grow my hair out. Which one did you leave? I left. So I had to do eighth grade twice. So, <laughs> so now, so I would be in the grade two grades below or higher than you. So you're my you're my sister's age. Yeah. So I'm trying to think what year you guys would have left. I think it was 2000. So I graduated in 2009. So 2005. Yes. Yeah, so you guys left before I left. Probably. Because I left, like, I think it was my sophomore year was my first year being somewhere else. So you guys definitely left before me. Yeah. So uh, I was able to grow my hair out. And um, so I did. It got super long, Mm -hmm. you know, and I loved it. But then I saw, because we went to Red Lion, and I saw a lot of kids starting to grow their hair out. I was like, I don't like this anymore. So I shaved it. Shaved everything off. Just because you didn't want it to be like everyone I didn't want it, yeah. Doing. I saw everyone else growing their hair out. All the older guys, all the, I was like, I don't want to be look like, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. uh, I went into that school being the way I was when I went, it was like a preppy school. Yeah. You know, everyone's a jock. Everyone's a, uh, you know, pop pop your collar, all that kind of stuff, you know? I walk in there with like a white chapel shirt on with long hair. Everyone's and staring everyone's at Everyone's like the hell yeah. you know um and uh yeah so i shaved my head and i walked in and no one everyone thought i was new i was a new kid i was like no it's me <laughs> you know i just shaved my head yeah newcastle but, was newcastle was rough yeah man newcastle was rough man but it was very diverse you know yeah because it helped me a lot because i was trying to find out who i was i was and i thought i had to be something for some for people to like me you know uh like to hang out with because i played basketball when none of you guys did yeah you know so i dressed like all the black kids you know and then when i was hanging out with you guys i dressed like you guys so i was dressing like five different ways i couldn't find out what yeah i understand just like you depending know on what group of people you're hanging out yeah. with yeah and I was like, until I didn't realize that until I got older. And I was like, I didn't have to do that, mm-hmm. you know. But I thought I did, 
I agree with but, you completely because I've came yeah. to the same realization about different yeah. things like that too, you know, growing yeah. up. Yeah, and then you realize you like you could dress any way you want. It doesn't matter, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I dress different now because I just wear what I want to wear. Yeah, I do the same. Exactly. I don't have a gen- I don't have a genre or whatever that I go by, like like I did when I was in middle school. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, middle school I really figured out I think who I was, um, and then in high school too I did I went through the same stuff because I dated someone that tried to change me and mm-hmm. I was like I hate this you know, got she got me wearing pink and blue and. <laughs> I was like, I can't stand these bright colors. At least you know what you don't like. like I know, now, man. So. Like, <laughs> but yeah, I think uh, Newcastle really opened my eyes to uh, just like what I uh, just stuff. I just learned different things, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and like, even so, speaking of being different, when everyone else skateboarded, what did I choose? Inline skating. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to skateboard. You know, I wanted to do something different. So I tried that, and I got good at that kind of, you know. And um, inline skating is cool though. Yeah, I mean they took it out of the X Games and stuff though, so it's not too much anymore. But it is what it is. Whatever you like to do. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know so much of Newcastle helped me figure out who I am. Yeah, you know, I, I feel like, I feel like at Newcastle in general, I was same, kind of the same as you. Like it was, it was back and forth a lot. Like I. I didn't. I didn't know who I was, what I was doing. I just. I think I felt like back in the day, like I didn't. Which I don't know why I cared so much again now, looking back at yeah. it. But it's like I felt like. I don't want to say I didn't like really have any friends, but mm-hmm. I feel like the people. I feel like I would the people I would call friends, like looking back, it's like I would I would have called on my friends at that point in time. Yeah. But like they weren't. Yep. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like. It's like I I wanted them to be my friends is what it was, you yeah, know. Yeah. So it's like I would do dumb shit or mm-hmm. I would, you know, just I would be who I wasn't right. to try to make friends, you know what yep, I mean? I was or, the same way. You know, I, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like when I was younger especially, you know, like I was a chubbier kid and stuff. So yeah. like I got I got messed with, made fun of and stuff, you know, when yeah. I was younger. So it was like I would always try to take I, I didn't want that attention on me, mm-hmm. you know, so I would try to pass that attention on to someone else. Right, you right. know what I mean? Like, let's point something else out about this other person to get this off of me. Yep. You know what I mean? Um, and I, I don't think that really stopped until, like, probably around, like, seventh grade. You yeah. know, like, I, like, thinned out one summer, you know, got a little taller and stuff. Yeah. And uh, that's when it started to change a little bit as far as, like, me having, like, a rough time, I think. You right. know, so, like, my, my grades slipped and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I was, I was getting Fs on report cards and stuff like that, which I was yeah. always, like, an A, A, yep. B student. So, uh, you know, that that was for me. But I don't think I really started – and I don't even want to say finding myself because I don't know if I – if I don't even know if at this point I found who I am mm-hmm. completely. You know right. what I mean? I feel like it's still a constant search. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm still trying out different things here and there. Yeah. and But I – because I, I can't even really answer. Like, I'm a – this is – who I am, you yeah, know what I mean. Right. I just, I just, I take every day as it is. I yeah. know, I know what I like, you know right, what I mean, exactly. and everything. So I just, I try to stay as true to myself as possible, like right. whatever that means nowadays, you yeah, know. Yeah. And I just try to not be who I'm not, you know, or yeah, I try to not be anything that I'm not, you know. So how was the change going from uh, Newcastle to what you go to Pens Grove? Pen, yeah, Pens Grove. Pens Grove. To be a hundred percent honest, I feel as though it was the best thing that I ever did. Oh, same with me. I feel yeah. as though at Newcastle, you know, they, I feel like rather than focusing on trying to instill confidence mm-hmm. in the kids there mm-hmm. and trying to motivate, I feel like they took the academics 
and like the academics and like the the confident building and put that aside yeah. and they made the whole school about keeping everybody in line mm-hmm. it was always about your hair's touching your collar and that was every single day your hair's touching your collar your hair's touching your collar it's like mm-hmm. all right your shirt's untucked your shirt's untucked so I, to me i don't know they would focus so much on your appearance and yeah. how you aren't following the guidelines rather than you know what a school should really be focusing on i feel exactly. like you no, know you're right when man. you're when i feel the same way you know, being developed into you know growing up you know yeah um and then even there you know they had that little system with the checks you know you get checks to get detentions even that was dumb you yeah. know because they, they'd give you that for they'd give you those because they thought it was funny and yeah. it's like you're literally just giving me detentions at this point because you you think it's funny just to give them to me mm-hmm. you know like so I was in detention like every other day, <laughs> you know, Dude. for something stupid. They'd give you them for your hair touching your collar. Like, you know, they'd give them to you if your shirt's untucked a little bit, you know, if you wore sneakers, if you did this. So I feel like yeah. I feel like you lost out a lot in general. Like anyone that went there missed out a lot with, you know, the learning yeah. and just being a kid. Yeah. You know, because they focused so much on the irrelevant things that I feel like a school shouldn't really press that big of a deal with you know that's just my opinion i know everywhere is different everyone has a different mindset but i feel like they focused on the wrong things you know what's funny i never even thought of that but now when you say it i think back and i'm like dude that's so true like because i was i could tell you i was probably never in class dude that's the reason i failed eighth grade because i remember uh mr gan i don't remember i don't know i don't remember that um it was my goal to see how fast I could get kicked out of class because all he did was tell me to go out in the hallway. You know what I did out in the hallway? Sit there and talk to people as they walk by. Yeah, so of course you're going to want to sit out in the hallway. It's better Dude, than listening to whatever every single class, classroom, right? every single class, even with a sub in there, mm-hmm. like a substitute, I would try and get kicked out and they would just put me in the hallway. I'm like, you are dumb. Dude, I had Saturday detentions every Saturday. Like I didn't care. How does that discipline me? Yeah. You know, it didn't. It might help some other kids because they don't want to have that, but I just kept doing the same shit over and over. And and that's another thing. Like, I think, uh, I don't know, it might, I don't know if it's just like Christian schools in general, because at Red Line, they kind, not, not as bad as Newcastle, Mm -hmm. but they kind of did that. There was, I mean, it was specific by teacher. It was for sure. Yeah. I'm not, I don't, I'm not saying that as every teacher was like that. Because there were definitely a few teachers that I, I really liked a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Like Unruh, for example. Oh, Unruh yeah. was one that I, I, I loved him. He was cool. Yeah, really, exactly. Because really when cool you know guy. how to handle the kid and you can discipline them yourself mm-hmm. rather than having to send them to the office or whatever. Like if, you, if you're understanding the kid and you can discipline them yourself and I think you're good. You know, and keep them in the classroom. That's what it's about. To keep them in the classroom and then for them to understand that they need to learn this stuff for a certain reason. You know, um... But yeah, I mean, for me, it was just a goal to get kicked out of class. And, you know, you know where that took me is doing another year of eighth grade at the same school, which I was terrified. And but I found out now it was the best thing that ever happened, pretty much, because it put me in the class that I went to at Red Lion, Mm -hmm. which we had the most fun, you know, out of all the classes that could have like I could have been in uh, my the class of 2009 was the most fun. Yeah. You know, so I'm glad that I failed eighth grade. 
So, <laughs> I wasn't hey, at the I time. Mean, yeah, of but, course not at the time, but looking back on it now. Yeah, man. I mean, and it's like, uh, so when my dad was teaching at Red Lion, he, uh, he's probably giving out one, I forget what they get. What do they get? Detention? I forget what we got. Oh, SLD. Silent Lunch Detention. Okay. Which is like an underrated, it's it's an underrated form of discipline because when you're, you know, you ever sit in a quiet room and have people um, eat chips, it's annoying as hell. Yeah, I've had to do that you know what I'm saying? twice oh, in my dude, life. Dude, it was awful. <laughs> I hated, I hated SLD, yeah. but you could deal with it. You know, it's not that bad. But um, my dad's only given out, he only gave out like one SLD out of like so many years mm-hmm. because that's not how he is. He's not – yeah, there's annoying kids. There's going to be uh, kids that stir up trouble and stuff like that. But he knows how to deal with it himself rather than just give out one of those or send them to the office. Yeah. You know, because it, get, it keeps that kid in the classroom. Well, yeah, I mean it's all about communication, I feel like. Exactly. You know, if I, – I feel like – and this doesn't just go for teachers. This goes – it could go for a boss. It goes, goes for anybody. You know what I mean? I feel as though, you know, if you have a group of people, whether it be your employees or students that you're dealing with – you know, there even being a boss, you know, you can give people write ups. You know what I mean? Like yeah. write ups will you know add to them being terminated. You know, mm-hmm. they'll add up over time or whatever. Right. But I feel as though you know, not because not everyone is going to take the same form of discipline or the same way of handling something the same. Yeah. Everyone in school, everyone learns differently. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone communicates differently or has a different way of understanding certain things. Yeah. Employees, I feel as though you can't deal with everyone the same way, but I feel like it's so generalized nowadays that they'll, in general, employers, I feel like will address a group of people all Mm -hmm. at one time when, you know, you should be going to, I guess, you know, the few individuals that, you know, may be, I don't know, out of line or whatever and address them personally. Exactly. Because I feel as, I feel also nothing's going to change in that person unless they see what they're doing as an issue exactly you know so if you're just generalizing it amongst everyone and mm-hmm. they don't see themselves as being the problem even though you you know that's kind of who you're directing it towards yep. but you're addressing everyone if they don't see themselves as you know the one that you're addressing they're going to brush it off like you weren't even talking to them exactly. you know what i mean so i feel as though I, which i don't know why i don't know with employers i don't know why everyone's so scared just to address the issue yeah, I don't know. Uh, you know but, it, yeah, I mean, again, it depends on the confidence of that, like, manager or supervisor or whatever because it's the same with my work. He sends out an email. To everybody. To it's everyone. the same thing, yeah. And uh, talking about one incident, I was like, I have no idea what that incident even means. So I know it wasn't me, so I'm not going to even pay attention to it. Yeah. So if no one else is going to pay attention to it, why not just go up to that one person? Yeah. Because he's scared. You know, and when you're in that position, yeah, you get paid more for a reason. This is why I rave about all the time is that you're in that position for a reason. You, you one, because when people are supervisors or managers or whatever, they think it's supposed to be easier. No, you're there for a reason. You're getting paid more for a reason because you have more responsibility. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to care about it more than us, you know, and you're supposed to. Um. Yeah, we're not little kids, but a lot of adults act like little kids. A lot of ones I work with complain. I'm I'm in the same boat. I had the easiest job in the world, and there's people that still complain about stupid stuff. And I'm like, just do your job and go home. This isn't something that you need to worry about. This is not a job where you have to stress about. And that doesn't just doesn't make sense to me. Mm -hmm. You know. 
like, <laughs> I understand there's jobs out there and careers and stuff that you can bring your home or your work home with you and stress about it and worry about it. But the one I have is just not. It's not like that. It's not like that at all. I'm like, you're stressed and stuff because you're worrying about nothing. Whatever's going on here doesn't need to go home with you. Yeah. You know? And there's people that, like, talk shit on each other behind their backs. And I'm just like, I'm watching it happen. People are coming to me about someone else. I'm like, nope. That's anywhere you, know? you go. Though. Oh, yeah. You know, everywhere exactly. you go, it's, it's like that. Exactly. And that's the problem. No one ever just goes to work, minds their own business, does their job, and goes home. That's the problem. And that's what I try and do, but then people see me as that uh, I've been told that I think – that people think that I think (laughs) that I'm better than them. Because this is the assumption that they've made of you. Because I don't talk much. I go in, I do what I have to do, and I go home. See, and it's funny. People make assumptions because you don't want to play the part in fuel, you know, throwing exactly. fuel on this fire. Exactly. So they just make an assumption, hoping probably that you'll be like, so they're well, like, I'm not better than you guys. Oh, so he I'll thinks just, he's better I'll than everyone. The conversation, yeah. you know. I've heard that multiple times. I'm like, they can think what they want, man. I don't care. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I and got other stuff. I have, I have a goal in mind. I have a dream in mind that I work my butt off for before I go to that job. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll try to wake up four or five, six in the morning so I can handle all that stuff and work out and take care of myself before I go there. Because I'm not just going to wake up and go there. Mm -hmm. That's not my life. Which I think that's probably the hardest part about anything. It is. It's hard, but I know one day it's going to pay off. No, no, absolutely. But I'm saying, like, I give you a lot of props for that. Like, you you wake up very early every day. Mm -hmm. I feel like, number one, like, anyone even that has, like, an ambition or goal that they're working towards, I feel like that is the most difficult thing to get into the, um, like, the habit of doing is waking up early every day, even when you're waking up without a purpose. Mm -hmm. When I say a purpose, I don't mean, like, like your life isn't shit that day. I mean, like, you're you're not waking up early, like, I got to get up early, like, to go to work. Or I got to go do something. Like, just to wake up early to work on yourself, Mm -hmm. you know, and to to strive to get towards your goals that you have, you know. I feel like is a lot of, it's commitment. You know, it takes a lot of commitment. Because I'll be the first one to say, like, I mean, I'll work like real late sometimes. I'll work till three, four in the morning. Yeah. But I'll sleep until 10 in the morning. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, I'm not, I'm not getting off typically at four in the morning and waking up at, you know, seven to get, because uh, I could, I could, you know, I could short myself of like some sleep and like wake up and, you know, probably do better for myself. You right. know what I mean? But I, some, I just don't. <laughs> you but, know what but I mean? well, I mean, you also need that balance too. Like, you do need to get enough sleep because I was the same way. I was trying to get up earlier and earlier. But then I realized like my performance was going down because I wasn't getting enough sleep, mm-hmm. you know, and I wasn't wanting to do things because I wasn't sleeping enough. So once I figured that out and I figured out my window that I could uh, go to bed and then wake up because then I come home, I come home around 10, 1030, mm-hmm. I'll get off at 10. So I get home around 1030. That way I can, I haven't seen my wife all day so I can hang out with her and then, um, you know, I'll probably go to bed around 11.30 midnight, and I'll try and wake up like 5.30, 6, 6.30, something like that, you know, um, kind of around that little window. Yeah, I feel like five to six hours of sleep is a good yeah, good, yeah. A good spot. Yeah, for know? me, if I get eight or more, I'm, I'm still tired. I can't get that much. You know, I think my body's rested at six, mm-hmm. you know, or maybe a little, um, maybe like at four maybe. Because sometimes I have to wake up really early because I also train um, an MMA fighter. 
when um when she's getting ready for a fight she's the one that you just went and saw her fight yep. recently right yeah yeah just had her on the podcast too and um she's getting ready for one in december um this time it's good it should be a title fight for a belt where's she from is she from around here yeah yeah, from Delaware. Where do the um, fights take place at? I've never, I've never seen like an MMA fight live before. Well, there's different, be there's cool. different promotions. Mm-hmm. So this promotion is based out of Sterling, Virginia. So it was about two and a half, three hour drive. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know if it was like local or if like you know she travels a little bit to. Yeah, that's about the farthest, the farthest we've traveled for that. And uh, the last fight, she won pretty. Pretty easily, <laughs> but this. Yeah, I, I I did I saw like ten minutes of yeah. that podcast. I was on break last night. Actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, you, of you talking to her. Yeah, yeah. She, but um, but yeah, man. I mean, it's uh, and I like and I still stick with training her because I used to train people in the past, and I just quit. I just I was, I just can't do it. I can't have a more of a drive than they do because that then it's not going to happen. Well, it, it demotivates you. It does. You know, it, it is demotivating when you go there and you know that you're you're putting in more effort with training than the person is putting in effort with themselves. Exactly. You know? But with her, I know I don't have to worry about that. With her, she's a different animal. You know, so that's why I was like, hey, I'm still going to train you, though. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, so now, like, I get up uh, probably three thirty four to go and train her at 5, you know. And then she train, and we'll train for an hour, and then she has to drive to Baltimore to go to work. So she still has a full time job and then trains wrestling, jujitsu, boxing, strength and conditioning. Commitment, man. Dude, I mean, but also that's her life, mm-hmm. you know. But when your when your goal is to become pro, like she set for a couple of years ago, she set her goal to be uh, pro in twenty twenty, and she's pretty damn close. Because if she wins this one in December, it could be what. That's uh, great. Yeah, what gets her a contract? So, and then after that, then. Trying to get the UFC. Yeah. You know? But um, I'm glad to be a part of that. I love uh, I love seeing the progression, mm-hmm. you know? And um, and that's what I love about the strength conditioning thing, you know, is uh, helping someone out like that and them determined enough to be able to do it themselves. I don't have to stick with them every step of the way. Like, with other people, I had to text them every single day to make sure they were doing, you know, and they just weren't doing it. And months went by, and I thought this was what I was put on earth to do, and I was all gung-ho about it. And I was just like, man, I just can't do this anymore. It's it's draining. Well, you can't burn yourself out over it either, yeah. you know. When, you're, when I was you, putting I mean, 110% into, into their meal plans and their workouts and trying to motivate them, and they just didn't care. I can't care more than they care you know what i mean yeah so that's what got me out of that but now being involved i guess with with training her and Mm -hmm. uh i i mean i'm assuming that you obviously are in that environment you know quite a bit like whether it be you know the ufc environment Mm -hmm. or just um not ufc really but you know the mma fighting or even being at the gym is there a sweet spot even being a fighter is there a sweet spot like where you have to I guess stay humble enough, like just like st- like a sweet spot to st- like still be humble, but also like not one to be reckoned with. You know what I mean? Like, is there like a sweet spot in between that, like where because you, you don't want to come off as like a cocky person, but then again, like you you still want to you still want to stand proud. You know what I mean? And stand your ground on stuff. You know what I mean? And like show that you're not like you, you're not a person like for 
I don't know, like you know, like you want to present I know yourself what you're like you're like yeah, yeah, yeah. a badass fighter, you know. But, right, right. but then, like you want to, like, do you want to stay humble at the same time, or is like the scene like you want to come out just being the biggest, baddest person, like come possible? Think, you know, I think it all depends on the person. Yeah. Because with her, is she's just herself? You know, she's not like that. She doesn't act tough. Because you know, some, I'm sure anything. some people do. Like they put on and a usually, persona when they're you know when they. Well, get when you're up. professional, yeah. When you try to sell a fight and stuff like that, and I've seen amateurs do it. This guy just did it at her last fight, and I was like, "Shut the fuck up, dude!" Yeah. Like, just go. <laughs> I guess that's, I mean? that's probably all I've seen. Really, is this just the perf- more professional stuff? Yeah, you know? yeah. But um, but yeah. So with her, I mean, she's just like herself. You know, her nickname is The Draft. Like, it's not a tough animal. You know, I was talking about that with her before. I was like, I think that's why, and she's the big, uh, like, she had a little girl come up to want to take a picture with her. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's the cool, a girl that she didn't know. Um, told her mom, she's like, hey, I want to get my picture with her. I was like, that is the coolest thing that a little kid wants to come up and get your, yeah. get her picture with you. You know, and she's, that's what she said. She was like, I'd rather be the, the, um, uh, the kid's favorite fighter than an adult's favorite fighter. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, I, I think it depends on the person, you know, because some people just have that tough personality and stuff like that. Like, I mean, there's this one time she had a uh, uh, thing at Aldi in the parking lot. The parking right, lot's right so small. Here. Right over here, yeah. Is. Yeah. And uh, this lady was going to, like, she said, I'm going to beat your ass or whatever, and she just laughed. I was like, oh, that's hilarious. You know, but she can't do that because if she, if that lady were to fight her, and Becca was to fight back, uh, the judge would see the other woman's interest because um, Becca's an actual fighter, and she should know better. Even if the person like physically came yeah, up and probably yeah like, hit her, that's how the justice system is. Yeah, it's a damn shame because the judge would see that hey, you're an MMA fighter, you should know. Not to fight, you know, which most MMA fighters do. Mm-hmm. They say if you know how to fight, you're not looking out. You're not out looking for a fight, you know, which most people are. You know, most people, oh, I'm going to beat your ass, blah, blah, blah. You usually don't see actual fighters saying mm-hmm. that, you know. So even though I'm not a fighter, I try and live by that. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to fight someone, one, unless they put my hand, put their hands on me first or they, um, Put my put their hands on my wife or my family yeah. or something like that. It's hard sometimes though. Yeah, it to, is to just kind of keep your mouth shut. You know, it is because people just run their mouth, and then all you want to do is physic put physical harm to them. You know, and it's hard not to do that, but it's about just teaching yourself. I don't know how to how to get past it. Yeah, you know, because people are always trying to look. For the, the one thing that really bugs you, mm-hmm. you know, but not many, not many things people could say, uh, someone that doesn't know me could say to me that would bug me, but someone that knows me and knows how to trigger me, it, it's different. Yeah. You know, I don't want to say there's a lot of things that bug me. Like there's not a lot of things I don't think that people can say that would bug me. Yeah. yeah. But I think when someone, I guess, tries to be challenging yeah. towards me like in that type of manner that that irks me right but like you what if what you're mean? walking and someone like um went up and like slap your girl's butt or something like that or like hit on your girl while you're right there it's not really all right you know, you know what i'm saying yeah. exactly but it's like, that hit, kind of but, thing but hitting on and slapping her ass is two completely different things exactly also, you know what i right. mean the right. hitting on thing 
All right, Hitting say, on say you, some, step say in. Say something witty and keep, you know, just keep it walking kind of. But the slap in the ass thing is completely different. Yeah, they are two different you things. Because I mean? the one you could deal with with words. The other one's going to be a little different. It is going to be a lot different. Yeah, you know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, but and that's another thing, too. You got to be careful with, like, who has a weapon and all that kind of stuff. Because not many people want to fight with their fists anymore. No, they don't. And that's, that's very unfortunate. Or by themselves. Or by themselves. Matter, yep. They're going to have their boys. Yeah. But, I mean... I guess that's the risk you have to be willing to take at that point if, you know. All right, man. We got to get you out of here. <laughs> All right. Well, it's been, this has been great. Thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, man. Appreciate you coming.